The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Ah, there's the music. And that means we are live on the Jacob Media YouTube channel on a Wednesday here in the middle, in a special edition of the middle. Actually, tomorrow will also be another special edition as Barrett is out. I don't know really where he is, but he's unavailable for the next two days. And uh, Friday, when we check back in with him, he's going to be in fucking Fargo, North Dakota. (laughs) What? Yeah, he's doing the FCS game up there. Uh, the semifinals, and it's at North Dakota State uh, in the in the Carson Wentz Dome. So he he's going to be coming to us live from a hotel. I'm assuming they have a hotel in Fargo and uh, internet service. So hopefully we'll get him up on Friday. But between now and then, we're going to talk a lot of football over the next couple of days uh, with the great uh, Dan Cilio. And I got to credit you and Rip Barrett in the same breath, Dan, because I saw a clip of an amazing conversation that you had with Seth Joyner yesterday on your show. And everybody needs to, anybody who watches or loves football, got to watch your show every day at four o'clock, four to six, right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. You had the great Seth Joyner on with an amazing yep. discussion about Jalen Hurts, the Philadelphia Eagles, the linebacking uh, position, and so forth. So I got to give you big props for getting him on and having such a great discussion. I heard you talking about Jerome Brown, you yep. know, it was, it was awesome. You put on the hat, the whole, the whole deal. <laughs> so I got to credit you and I got to rip my co-host Barrett Brooks, who I think is scared to death of, of Seth Joyner because he works with him every damn week and we never have him on the show. You've never had him never. on? Never. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. All right, Barrett. Hey, dude, dude, yeah. That's a shot. That's a shot. He sits right next to him. Right like, next um, to him. He uh, watches every Eagles game with him. Got to get him on, dog. He, he does was a, a great conversation a He's yesterday. awesome. Oh, he's Dude, awesome. He was so yeah. good yesterday. And, Harry, you know what? He, he, he went into, like, in-depth conversations about this team. And I, I, I could have probably had him on for the entire hour. Uh-huh. And he just went in, broke it all down. But, man, I got to tell you, man. You, that's a right shot to Barrett not to get that dude on because you've got to get him on because he he broke down so many angles of where the Eagles are today. He he basically says that this football team should be a couple games north of 500 um, if there were proper preparations and coaching going on. This team should be a lot better than what that record is. Hmm. So in other words, like getting into the heavy run attack earlier than they did, I assume. You know what? He nailed it. And you know what? Think about what you do with a young quarterback, even with Brady, Mac Jones, all the great quarterbacks that have been developed. Let's even go to Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. When Roethlisberger first got to Pittsburgh, think about it, Harry. Yeah. They had Bettis. They had a defense. It was almost the same formula. They ran the ball, ran the Mm -hmm. ball. Like that, that Monday night game a couple Monday nights ago now against the Bills. Three passes in the game. Mm-hmm. They win the game. They run the Bills off the field. This is exactly what he says on how you should have developed Jalen Hurts from the very start. Instead of going out with those RPOs, think about this. The strength of the Eagles 
is that offensive line. Did you yeah. not recognize that or identify that and know that at the beginning of the year? And like he said yesterday, took him seven weeks to figure that out. Mm -hmm. They put too much on this kid's shoulders too early in the season, and that's why you probably had a lot of ups and downs when we were watching him play. Why yeah. didn't you just run the ball? Harry, every single week I say this. If that damn Eagles team and that giant game I think is going to come back to haunt them at the end of the year, if they're going to make a playoff run, that giant game, you, you run the ball for over 200 yards. You have four turnovers in the ball game, and most of them are because of the pass. Yeah, the gave up 13 situation. points and lost. <laughs> you give up 13 points and lose, run That's the ball for do. 200 yards. I've never heard that before. I know. Okay, so crazy. I, I think there's a I think there's a great statement by Seth Joyner that they really fundamentally didn't start this thing off right with Jalen. Yeah, no, I I think there's definitely something to that. And the cynic in me, the cynical Philadelphia uh, fan, quote unquote, quasi media guy in me says, you know, maybe the front office wanted it that way. Maybe they just wanted to throw the young kid to the wolves and see what he'd do. Yeah, but but and also, but this think of this, Harry. Why would you have a training wheels head football coach coming off of Doug Peterson? Why what why why have a guy who's never been a coordinator? Mm -hmm. He's never been a play caller. He wasn't calling plays in Indianapolis. No, you know no, that. No, no. Mm -mm. It was Frank calling and designing those plays. He kind of helped. But why 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 would you put him in a position like that? where you've got a training wheels guy. And what I mean by that is he's never been a head guy. He's never been a play caller, yeah. let alone he's never been an offensive coordinator. How right. do you give that guy the keys to the offense and go, I'll tell you what. So the front office, and I'll throw it out there that I guess the front office has more say than what I oh. thought on game day. <laughs> I think they do. Uh, okay, you know. get this. Harry, I get the giving of the, um, the roster and the players to be available on Sunday on on Thursday, I kind of get that. But on game day, are you in there talking about how you're going to attack, say, the Giants or the Washington team this weekend? Are you really talking about, okay, why don't we do this? Let's have more passes here. Let's make sure that, hey, this play call looks here good on third and seven here. Are they that involved? Because if they are, there's a ma massive problem. Well, and you've got the same problem in Philly that you do in Dallas then. Yeah. Too much meddling from the owner's box. Well, we think they're there they are because there was a situation with when Doug Peterson was here. There was a point a point in time where they had a I believe it was a Monday night game or a Thursday night game. I forget which which it was at Green Bay, Lambeau Field. They win the football game and they ran the football uh, you know, 60, 70% of the time, and they won the game. And the owner questioned Doug Peterson as to why they ran the ball so much. That's, he doesn't I mean, want a running team. He wants a passing team. He wants to be sexy and forward thinking. That's what that's what he wants. And I don't even know if it, if it matters if they win the other way. I think that he wants to win the way he wants to win. Doesn't that sound like a wide receivers mentality where, <laughs> hey, I don't give a shit. Right. If we win 13-10, I just need my targets and my catches. 14. Right. I want to be 14 yeah. catches, 138 yards. It almost sounds like a T.O. mentality where, <laughs> oh, we won? Right. Oh, that's great. You right, know what right. I mean? I mean, that's almost like a second thought to this whole thing because I think he wants to be, dare I say it, in with the Joneses. Mm -hmm. I think he wants to be in that kind of conversation where he has one of those guys, and now we're finding out that Dak Prescott, um, needs a little bit more help 
for him to be able to get across the finish line yeah. in football games. He needs a running game. He needs a lot yeah. for and him think, to be a success. I think that that could be like the sort of the top end. I want to ask you this too, because I had it in my notes. I think that he could be, Dak could be the top end like of Jalen Hurts. Right. In other words, where he needs a running game, but it, he could be the top end sort of arm. Absolutely. Like quarterback. He, he's, listen. And I don't I, think there's I, I, anything wrong with that. I think you can win with that if you've got a good defense and you run the football. That's right. But again, yeah. you know, Seth said something yesterday also. Is Howie Roseman going to go out and do the right thing when it comes to the draft next year and get the linebackers? How about this? There's <laughs> no way on the planet. He goes like this. I can't remember the last time Joe Banner and Howie Roseman drafted a quality linebacker on that football team, let alone a quality running back. And not saying that they don't have quality running backs now, but I, I, I said this to Seth yesterday. I go, dude, man, no disrespect to Miles Sanders. No disrespect to some of these guys. They're dudes. They're not really a guy who are they're going to carry the mail for you, man. Are you going to draft the right positions, edge rushers? I mean, are you going to go out and do those kind of things, or are you going to continue to build from the perimeter in? And to me, look, I said it to you guys when I first came on the channel. Mm -hmm. uh, this was back in April. I don't mind the Devontae Smith move. It just wasn't the right pick. That team needed an edge rusher. That team needed a linebacker, as you see now. They right. can't cover tight ends, Harry. No, I know. They cannot cover tight they ends, man, with the group they have. By a, a backup tight end with the Las Vegas Raiders, if I recall, uh, right? And yeah. uh, Foster Moreau, I think, was his yep. name. Yep. And then all three tight ends for the Los Angeles Chargers torched him. They had right. 11 targets and 11 receptions in that game and a couple of touchdowns to the tight end position. So, How yeah, you're this, right. Let me throw this at you here. Um you know, I, I didn't know how the exit for Doug Peterson was taken by some of the ex-players and some of the media people. He said something interesting to me, and he goes like this. This is just my take on it. He thinks that he walked into a meeting at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. They had every intention on bringing Doug back, but they wanted to go in this direction here offensively, and they wanted to go here. They wanted to hire some more people here. They wanted to bring a new, different look to his coaching staff. Right. And he just said, fuck you, I'm not doing it. I'm exactly. out of here. And he said he kicked rocks down the street and said, I'm not yep. doing it, man, and I'm out of here. Yeah. I got another year on my contract. I'll get a major job. Do, yep. you, do you subscribe to that? I absolutely subscribe to that. I think Doug Doug was like, you know what, screw it. Uh, you, you guys haven't given me really the respect that I feel that I earned from winning a Super Bowl to let me be autonomous and make my own decisions regarding those types of things. Screw you. I'll just take your money and go play golf. And, 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 and I wonder yeah. how the development of Jalen would have been with Doug Peterson instead of a rookie coach and a rookie mentality that you right. have in the coaching staff. I mean, would he have been further along or would there have been more meddling? Because I don't I think there's I think there meddling now meddling. going on, Harry. But you know what I don't think the meddling is? I don't think the meddling is where Sirianni's not on the same page with Howie. Whereas a year ago, Doug probably went like this with some of the thought processes of the front office he probably went we're not doing that yeah no that's, I, I that's not I, how we're doing it yeah the, the one thing I, I really do respect Sirianni is he eventually did get around to figuring out how to win yes uh with this roster and regardless of may, maybe any chatter that he might have had 
you know, from certain people in the front office. He's like, look, I want to win football games and this is how we're going to win. And this is this is the way I'm doing it. So at, at some point he did get to it. I don't know how much resistance he had prior to that. Maybe maybe he did want to do this in week three or four. I don't know. But he eventually got around to it. And I like their identity. I do, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Here, here, here's something also here. These next four football games. Do you think it's more important for this football team to make the playoffs? Or do you think it's more important for this football team to get the quarterback decision and the answer on what you're doing. What's the most important thing for this organization? As Look, you're going to well, have nearly $50 million in cap space. All those draft choices, 11. It looks like if Carson Wentz plays five plays this weekend, you got three first-round draft choices. What 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 is the priority? Well, I think the priority is obviously to get more data on Jalen Hurts in you know crunch time, four four games against your division that all means something. I mean, we're playing meaningful football in oh, the yeah. middle of, of December here. So if you were going to say to me in August that you know you're going to sign up for uh, a December game against the Washington football team, and it it could mean that the winner is going to go to the playoffs, and the loser might have just worked their way out of the playoffs. I'm like, sign me up for that. So we have that. But I think more data on Jalen over the next four games is huge. I think you can do both. You can make the playoffs and and gather all of that because I think a playoff game would be worthwhile for everybody. Uh, you know, on the rod, they have three first round picks, and you know their own pick might be the might be the highest. It might not, depending on you know with Miami, I guess as far as you know wins goes, and if Indianapolis makes the playoffs, but you have three. So I don't think it's not like normal years where you're like, you know, do I really want to sacrifice a couple of slots in the draft and make the playoffs only to be fish food for the Green Bay Packers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a road game? You know, because I only had that one pick. They've got three. So I think this is sort of a different dynamic. Hey, absolutely. And you got to look at it too. When you when you're playing Washington this weekend, and you're right, Washington's in the seven hole right now. Yeah, they're the final playoff team in the NFC wild card or in the playoff race. And the Eagles, I believe, are in the ninth spot. Correct. But both teams have the same record right now. So this is in theory a playoff game. And this kind of experience here, Harry, where it's you've invaluable. got your young team, it's so valuable yeah. right now because you know, I mean. You put, you've got every, get this, you've got everything working on the fly right now. You're going to have cap space. You've got draft choices. You're mm -hmm. in a playoff conversation. Is it real? Yeah, you're in a playoff conversation because, look, I don't think that there has been a dominant football team at all in the NFL this year. What no. happens when you get to the playoffs? I don't know. The one thing I'll say about the Eagles, Harry, if they did get to the postseason, they have the one dynamic that can frighten anybody and play anywhere with anybody, and that's that old line. Dominant. You go line, up yeah. to you go up to Green Bay. Say they have to go to Green Bay. Mm -hmm. You go up there and you have ball control. Now, will Sirianni have situational play calling where he doesn't come out of his brain cells and start throwing the rock? If you run that ball and keep Aaron Rodgers off the sidelines. And you keep him on the sidelines, I mean, and you run that ball 43 times, mm -hmm. and I think Green Bay is open to being run on. You run that ball for over 200 yards, that might be an interesting ball right. game. It could. It could be because, you know, the, the quarterback does have, you know, say what you want about his accuracy or inaccuracy in his arm and, you know, maybe some decision-making. He does have that one dynamic uh, on a third down and six where he could go get it to for you with his legs. And if he converts two or three big third downs and – you know, you know what I mean? Like that, that's, yeah. that's that kind of that other element that, that he does bring 
He's uh, he's like Lamar Jackson 2.0 in how he moves right. the sticks. You know, like I, I made a comparison the last time with you. He's like Steve McNair in a way. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see high completion percentage, but you're going to see a high volume of wins. How he moves the sticks. It's not going to be conventional. Yeah. Can he get better in his accuracy? Yes. Can he get better in his arm strength? Tom Brady did. Brady had none of those when he came out of Michigan. So I don't know. It's a good I, name, I, Steve McNair. I forget, oh, forget I about he, him. He reminds man. me of McNair, but yeah. McNair was exceptionally accurate. So, yeah. I mean, he's still got to work on that. You know, since the last time I talked to you. Alcorn had, State, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Unbelievable player, too, yeah. man. Hey, unfortunate demise here. Yeah. But, hey, since I talked to you, has he – have you moved north on the needle on him, or are you still in the middle? Are you a little bit lesser on what he – I had Jimmy Johnson on a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, or a couple days ago, actually, and Jimmy's not sold on him. No. Okay? He, I'm he not was either. actually more impressed with Gardner Minshew. Oh, yeah, I saw, we played that, actually. That was like a week or so ago. We played that audio because yeah. I'm like, you know, the whole Minshew thing, you know, he's fun. Um, you know, he's – one of the best backup quarterbacks right now going, he could probably start for a couple of plays including, you know, possibly here too, but he's not going to do anything to really dazzle me either. I mean, if you're looking to be dazzled and wowed uh, he's, he doesn't have that kind of game in my, in my opinion. No, he's like Jeff Rostedler. He's somebody, he's like a substitute teacher Mm -hmm. kind of guy. I mean, you know, he's actually like a Foles, small doses, Mm -hmm. not a starting year. You know, the one year that Foles had in Philly, where he had that great touchdown to interception <laughs> ratio. That was really only one time in his career that he ever right. put those together. You know, he's a junior version, Nick Foles, of Eli. And the fact that when that dude's hot, mm-hmm. there are very few quarterbacks I see play, Harry. Yeah. They get on those hot streaks. When Eli's in the postseason, those that dude, man, is better than his brother, it seems, when he's in the postseason. He can he win road hot. games. But you, those guys, like you say, man, they're in small doses. But I'll tell right. you, the one thing we did see with Gardner Minshew that Jalen was not able to do, Dallas Goddard became a factor in a football game. Mm-hmm. They have got to figure out with Jalen yep. how to get that guy involved more because he is a talent. He should be on the Pro Bowl team, but I don't know he makes it because of what's happened at the quarterback position. Just not enough targets, not enough offense to put him in, but he's a heck of a talent. Yeah, he, he definitely is. And it, it was it, that was one of those things where you're like watching the game. You're like, oh, my God, they're going to Goddard early and often. And it worked. And you're like, where wh- where has this been all year? It's sort of like saying, like, finally, finally, when they started to run the football after the awful loss in Las Vegas, you're like, where's this been all year? Yeah. You know, like, oh. why, why does it take th- why does it take Jalen Hurts not being under center for this to happen? That's what makes everybody crazy up in this town. Absolutely. And gets to leads to conspiracy theories and all this this wild shit because you're like they do this to us we don't do it to ourselves we're just me, observing I I got I got to throw this at you because I hate this guy so much I Ooh. fucking hate this guy Ooh. so at the beginning of the year if I were to tell you Harry you can you can have either Urban Meyer or Nick Sirianni as oh. your head coach I would have put my hand up and went hey Urban Meyer okay doesn't it show you one thing you said it, you said it a couple minutes ago. You got to give this coaching staff some credit. Mm-hmm. They realized what their strengths and weaknesses were. It may have taken them seven weeks, but at least this guy wasn't trying to jam a square peg in a round hole like they're trying to do in Jacksonville. I feel for Trevor Lawrence right now. Yeah. You got that nightmare yeah. going on. At least Philly's got a coach who's doing this. Hey, man, the players are saying, let's run the rock, let's go, right. let's run the football. And now they're the number one running attack in the NFL. 
at least this guy Sirianni's open to listening right. to his locker room. He's open to understanding what his team is. He's got he, – I think it's because he went through the rigors of being an assistant coach in the NFL, whereas Meyer was handed it. So right. I'd be kind of – I'd be kind of impressed with Nick Sirianni. Well, yeah, especially when you you compare him to uh, the disaster that is Jacksonville right now. I mean, oh, my God, my God. I, I I kind of think he's he's content with getting fired too. Yes, because I think he's got fifty to sixty million dollars coming to him from from that owner. It's I, like you know, I bought. I don't like this. I don't. He's Gen, Joe Banner said this, and I said this to Barrett like last week too. He is the most unhappy looking guy that could that is. The richest, most unhappy-looking guy I've seen, Urban Meyer. He looks upset and pissed off. I think he's minute. a bullshit artist. <laughs> I, I just think be. he's a. I call him Urban Liar. Yeah. I just, I just think this guy's a bullshit artist, man. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think we're. It's time for another like health issue or something, mm -hmm. uh, so that he can bail and pull the ripcord because he did the crap. Get this. So he had six, six years in Gainesville, thirty-six arrests. Something came up, you know, he had to leave. All of a sudden, that whole thing with the wide receiver coach in Columbus that he was beating his wife, mm -hmm. everyone in the city knew in Columbus. And all of a sudden, now, then he had health issues. Then he goes to Fox. He goes to TV. Mm -hmm. You knew he was never going to go back to the college game because all the things that went on at both those programs in those last two stops, he'll never coach in college again. Yeah. How are you going to explain that to a parent and how those things were going sideways under his watch at both those places? Right. So he took a gigantic payday here. And like I said, I think he's checked out. Yep. I think he doesn't want to be involved in it. Think of this. So he goes and hires that weight strength and conditioning coach from, from Iowa. Iowa yeah. That had all those racial tones of how he spoke to players there. First yeah. hire brings him in the building. Yeah. Everyone's like, what? Yeah. Then he brings the Tebow thing in. Right. Then the whole chick thing in Columbus. Columbus, not going home with this his stuff. Team. I mean, yeah, I think he's trying His to get ego's fired. ego's too big, Harry. I think he's trying to get fired. He looked miserable when he was on Fox, too. Oh, yeah. paid all those you, see shake, millions. you see him shake Vrabel's hand? Oh, yeah. A guy who was on his coaching staff at Ohio State, too. What a dick. Yeah, he, he is. <laughs> he really is. He's been exposed totally. It is, is, it's man. amazing. It's, it's sort of like a Chip Kelly situation, too, where these guys come from these college programs where they're the king. Yeah. And they can bury anything that's happening underneath them that doesn't look good. They can keep it in house, and yeah. you know everybody in the in that's a fan. The fan love them. They love yeah. them. They you know they can't. They just win games, and everything's good. And then once they go to the pros, they realize they can't keep all this stuff in house. Yeah. And you start figuring out who they really are. It's it's kind of it's kind of an interesting study. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because when these guys come into the NFL, they're like, look, they're, you're, they're, those guys in college are the kings of their own moat. I think mm -hmm. the best thing that ever happened to Jimmy Johnson when he came into the NFL is he went 1-15. Right. And he got drugged for an entire year. And you should have seen Jimmy's face was the same as Urban Myers. However, mm -hmm. the difference is, is that Jimmy kept to what he was doing. He wasn't going to deviate. He was sticking to the 4-3. Yep. All those guys were doing everything they possibly could to try to win ball games. They were evaluating talent. The next year, I believe they went seven and nine. And then from year three to five, that's when they started winning long. all them Super Bowls. Yep. Yeah. Troy Aikman got his head kicked in that year. I he mean, didn't that, even win a game that year. It was Walsh that beat Washington. <laughs> right. Walsh beat Washington at one of as you're exactly right. Because I think my buddy Paul Palmer was on that team, on that Dallas team that year. I think he might have been the leading rusher. 
Holy for the shit. Dallas you know Paul Cowboys. Palmer? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Dude, the last you time, want him on the show? I'll get him on your show. Watch, I, dude, the last time I saw Paul Palmer was at the Heisman Trophy ceremony mm-hmm. with Vinny. Yep. I, if I'm not mistaken, I and think Gordy, he finished second Gordy or third. Gordy Lockbaum might Gordy have Gordy Lockbaum, too. too. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it like second or third he finished yeah. he from Temple? He was runner-up. I think Lockbaum was third. Right. Yeah. The kid yeah. from Holy Cross. Correct. Yeah. That's right. God, he wasn't was he such a, a- – wasn't he a two-way player, Lockbound? Didn't yeah, he play, yeah, he yeah, like yeah, linebacker yeah, or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I play, I played against Paul also. Now that it's coming back to me, I played against Paul when he was in the World League. And you know who the quarterback was? I think it was Doug Peterson. No, oh, really? did, or, or 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 did or did Paul play in Barcelona? And I think Doug Peterson played with the New York team. I think that's how it was. That's okay. crazy, man. You yeah. know, Paul, Paul. Dude, you know what? Everybody on our channel, I get Seth on yesterday. You know Gary Cobb? I go, shit, man. Gary Cobb was an yeah. idol in Stanford of mine. And he went to Stanford High School. I went to Catholic. Love He's you. like, you know Gary Cobb. I said, Gary Cobb's one of my idols, man. He comes on every <laughs> Monday for me. I love yeah. the dude. Yeah. Played at USC. Yeah. yeah. It was the second team, yeah. I think, all Pac-10 or Did you play for Pac-10. Detroit uh, in the in Yeah, the NFL played a long, or... long time in Detroit. And Detroit. they came over. He 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 played a little bit in Dallas, and Dallas. then of course he came to Philly. After that, they traded him to Philly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah, Junior I Tal, I think it was Junior Talatasi or something like wow, that. Wow, there's a name. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I did. I did uh, Temple games for four years with Paul. Palmer. Oh, that's he, dope. Yeah, he was the he was the color analyst. Harry Donnie, he was a play by play guy. He was a legend here in Philadelphia as far as broadcasting goes, and. Uh, Paul was the color analyst, and I was the field analyst. We had a great time, man. That was during uh, Matt uh, Rule. Hey, hey, how about this, man? Pe- people in Philly are going, wait a minute, man. We got we got a college football team here? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we didn't. We haven't had the, a team for the past two years. They finally got rid of this guy, and now they're yeah. we're waiting on today. I think they're going to find out later th- this afternoon who they're hiring. I think it's going to come down tonight or tomorrow. Manny Diaz. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He was here for 18 day- days. He never lost a game. So. Oh, man. You know, I like Manny, man, but it sucked at Miami, and I hated having it go heel on him, but I did. Well, it's time to go, Junior. Didn't you think, like, because there's a lot of good young freshman talent on that oh, roster, yeah. including that quarterback. Looks yeah, like he's from stud. Connecticut, too. I love he, him. He yeah, looks Van like Dyke. a stud, Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, like if they would have stayed with him one more year, I think he would have won a bunch of games next year. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I, I, I do too. But when you get a chance to get Mario Cristobal in the room, right. Former Kane, I love the kid too, man. We, we, we're, we're, we're dear friends. I know the family, mm-hmm. not that Manny was a Cuban too, but there's just something about the Cristobal family. Went to Columbus high school, mm-hmm. played high school football down there, played for Jimmy. It's his dream job, right? Yeah. He's it has to be. Job. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Dude, I can't believe they came up and ponied up eight million though. I know, I know to buy to buy the other guy out. Guy makes more double than Sirianni. How's that for? Is you? that right? What, what well, did they, what did they have to pay for the buyout for Diaz? How much did that cost? Them? Seven and a half. Wow. <laughs> and they had to pay Oregon money to get him out of his deal. Sure. So Miami had to pony up about fifty million. Think of this for a second too. Wow. About the coaches' salaries that will go up in the NFL. So. Chip Kelly or Brian Kelly gets ninety nine and a half. He gets nine point five million bucks a year at LSU. Right. Then over at USC, you're going to give that kid. I think it was ten point three million dollars. Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. You're giving. You're giving Mario eight. Bro, 
Yeah, I know this. Brandon Staley, the quarter, the coach for the um, Chargers, for the Chargers, he makes three and a half. Yeah, it's okay. Crazy. You used to have to go to the NFL to get that kind of money. You know, now like they're going to go to the NFL to get those coaches if you don't start paying them, right? And you're going to see those guys getting big jobs in the college ranks. This is why I say in the offseason, man, some of these coaches like Kyle Shanahan or some of these guys like Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you pay Sean McVay if you're a college? To go in there and take him out of LA, fifteen million dollars. Possibly, mean, if you, yeah. If you really I, want a great coach, the one thing is, like, are these guys up for the recruiting? Because it's a it's a twelve month grind. Oh yeah, it oh, really yeah. is. It's a different oh, yeah. animal, man. Absolutely. You know? All right, we'll take a short time out. We'll be back with more great football discussion. I got to get into this uh, tweet from Ian Rappaport here that just came out before the show regarding all these COVID. Uh, positive tests in the NFL. It's like an epidemic right now this week, and it's going to affect the Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles game. So we'll be back with that and a whole lot more uh, with Dan Cilio sitting in for Barrett right here on the middle on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. The glass is for cocktails, right? It's for this, 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 and that. Is the length of the glass equal to your... You betcha. But is it made out of... Glass? Okay, but is the rip... Smooth? Will you stop doing... That? I'm the professional here. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. All from the company that's highly awarded. Zero carbs, zero sugar, and deliciously tasting vodka. So good, it just disappears. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
Uh, welcome back. Uh, the middle with uh, Harry Mays and Dan Cilio sitting in for Barrett today. And a lot of good football uh, discussion in the first half hour. But now we got to get to this because I saw this just before the show. And I got the whole list of all the players, at least for Washington, that could miss this game. But Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet on Twitter puts out interesting day ahead. The NFL and the NFL Players Association continue to have discussions about potential changes to the COVID-19 protocols, Hmm. consulting with medical experts as well. In the words of John Mara, quote, it seems like it's never going away, end quote, should be some news today. What do you make of that? That kind of tells me that they might be tweaking some of this stuff because uh, too many players might miss games. This is so NFL. I mean, <laughs> oh, now, now listen, I want everyone because look, when I was on radio uh-huh. and I said shit, like I'm going to say now I'd be in my program director's office. So I don't want, I'm, I'm going to bury the lead here. Okay. I think COVID is a thing. I think there is something to this. I do mm-hmm. believe there, there, it's a disease. So know this. My wife and I were and I were talking about it. It's a big deal. You have to address it. I'm not undermining it. But let me talk like an NFL guy now in a locker room here, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's bring it in the locker room. So you're trying to tell me the NFL gives a shit about the sniffles, and they don't give a crap about CTE. Did you see that guy who killed six people? They said he had massive CTE issues when he murdered those six people, the former NFL player. And the NFL now is trying to tell me that they care about player health. When they added a 17th game, they got a Thursday game, and now all of a sudden, because the public yeah, more playoff games. Yeah, yeah. You get vaccinated, you have a booster, all the things that people were telling 90% of the league or 95% of the league is vaccinated. They did all the protocols, and now all of a sudden they're gonna have to walk it back because of this new so-called variant that's mm-hmm. now popped up. The NFL is not going to cancel games. The NFL acts exactly like the Southeastern Conference. They ain't missing ball games, bro. They're not. <laughs> they're not missing ball games. Okay. Right. right. They're not going. And the NFL is not going to go like this. We're in the final stretch here. So wait a minute, Harry. Let's watch this here. What if Rodgers comes down again, and Brady gets a chance to win home field advantage? Mm-hmm. Because this year has been so tight. Say the Cowboys, which have an issue now inside their building. I bet you Jerry had something to do with this as well because the Cowboys have issues inside their building. And and John Mara's right. This ain't going away. They got to deal with it just like they have to deal back in the day with polio and smallpox. They've got to be able to deal with this. So you're young, you're healthy, you're vaccinated. Asymptomatic. Your booster. You're symptomatic, in my opinion. You've got to walk some of these requirements back maybe do more things on a zoom i don't know your team meetings can be on zoom some of these tests are false positives anyway because the the rams well their tight end was it higby or whatever the other uh he he missed the game LeBron last week lebron had a false positive oh yeah no way he had a false positive i don't pay attention to the nba until after christmas i know man you're right (laughs) by the way i don't even know why i bring that league up because those guys take the whole regular season you you know you say christmas i say wake me up in june right i'm on load management when it comes to the nba right now okay i just (laughs) wake me up for the playoffs you wake me up in june right or when they trade ben simmons and that's it's funny because today is really an important day I'm not going to get sidetracked with the NBA, but today's an important day on their calendar 
with regards to making trades because now the, the players that were acquired in the offseason as free agents, some are now eligible to be traded by the team that acquired them. So today opens up maybe more markets for Ben Simmons. So Beecher Simmons is still on your team? Yes. Holy cow, man. Yep. Guy, I mean, well, yeah. I don't know yeah. where he is, but he's still uh he's in South he's in Southern California chasing skirts on right. his Instagram account. <laughs> right. Chasing skirts that uh date other NBA players. They don't want anything to do with him. I don't want anything. Dude, how, how is a guy like that? So you got Jason Kelsey on your football team. Yeah, and you got that dude on your hoop team. I threw this out at Merrill Reese a couple weeks ago. I said, give me the four dudes on the Mount Rushmore Philly sports. Is Jason Kelsey on that? He goes, absolutely, he's on that. And I said, okay, is Iverson on that? And he's like, I I, I don't know if Iverson would be. No. But would you put Kelsey on that list of the, the top four guys in Philadelphia history for sports when it came to how the fans love that guy? He may not be the most talented guy. I put Schmidt on there. Um, well, the fans had a, had a, a love-hate relationship with Schmidt, though, for most okay. of his career. Like we look back now on Mike Schmidt and the fans don't remember when that happened, but there was a, there was a lot of hate towards Mike Schmidt. Why? Um, well, because things just seem to come too easily to him. Like they, they liked the, he is the greatest third baseman of all time. Yeah. He's better than Brooks Robinson because of the way he hit the ball and the 548 home runs and, and the whole bit. But there was, there was a time when the, when the, he was too nonchalant for the Philadelphia fan to really embrace him for a while, which so sounds that's why stupid. they maybe embrace Rose more. Like when it is got stupid. Here. Yes, yes, yeah. They, he was they that like gritty that? hustle guy. They love. They love that. Kind was, of stuff. Is, would you put Clark on that list? Um, boy, I would probably have to reserve any type of flyer or hockey discussion of to a guy that I do other shows with. Jason Mertidis is the hockey guy. I would probably have to let him answer that because I don't really follow it enough. Who would to... be your Philly guys? Well, Dawkins. Guys that made the biggest impact on you and your in your your childhood in Philadelphia. Well, who would it be? Bednarik be on that list? No, he's before my time. Okay. Um, Doctor J would be Dr. my J? sixer because Wilt was already he was a yep. Laker when I was a kid. That's right. Eighty three title. Eighty three yeah. title. So for it Dr. would be J. Doc for three. Doc for the um, Sixers. The Eagles, I'd probably have to go with Reggie White. Yeah. Even though he you know, went on to Green Bay and, and won. Yeah. It would probably be Reggie White. Uh, hockey, I was partial to goaltenders, so I'd probably go Hextall, Hextall or Bernie Perrant. Bernie Perrant. Bernie Perrant. He Bernie won Perrant. two cups. That I'll dude follows Bernie. me on Twitter. It's such an honor. Oh, he's awesome. He's a dude, great, he's a great dude. That is so awesome. When yeah, I saw he followed me, I'm like, oh my god, you got to understand. I love the way you guys kick the shit out of people. They changed the rules in the NHL because right. of your team. Yeah, <laughs> and and believe it or not, baseball it would probably be Larry Boa. Because, wow. Yeah, because I've I've become friends with him in my adult life, but as a kid, he was sort of that undersized kind of runt kind of player, which was me. You know, I never I never had you know, great physical gifts. And he made it to the major leagues without having them either because he was such a gritty, you know, tough minded player. So I love, that. I, I love how they identify. And, and, and then you look at Kelsey, I gotta, I gotta tell you, man, I, you know what you guys have really opened my eyes because somebody asked me, I was watching your team from 30,000 feet the last couple of years. 
They go, Jason Kelsey, first ballot Hall of Famer. I went, fuck that. He done. Then I started watching this dude get up on levels and second level, dude, and he, yeah. he's sweeping into his eleventh year. I'm yeah. going like that yeah. guy is amazing, man. He is amazing. He is good. Let me ask you about this old line, and I forget who I asked this question to. How about the athleticism in that family, though? Because his brother's a crazy freak of a. Can you tight imagine if both too. get to the Hall of Fame? Oh my God, they they should. Yes, right? absolutely. Both, of them, both yeah. brothers get to the Hall of yeah. Fame, be like Eli Manning and uh, Peyton, right? Yeah, right. Is, does this offense? line remind you of that 17 offensive line that took control of the NFL playoffs and went on to win the Super Bowl does this because look mm-hmm. this this melodic kid oh, and man. the kid lined up next to him you have up the makings of Upshaw and Shell over there for the next 14 years and mm-hmm. I can't believe you go from this too Harry so you go from Peters to Malata yeah you're gonna have a you're, you're gonna have bookend offensive tackles at the last spot for like the last 20 years, you're going to have the two best right. left OTs. That's pretty impressive. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and, you know, Peters is still doing it, by the way, with Chicago. He, uh, I think he's going to go to the Pro Bowl this year. And they, didn't they beg him to come out of retirement and play? Yeah, it's, a, it's unbelievable. Dude, he's a freak show. And he's, yeah. by the way, that's one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, King Kong and them movies climbing uh, the Empire State Building. Yeah. He looks like King Kong. That dude is enormous. Was he Was he undrafted out of Arkansas as a tight end? That was Buffalo? He? I no. think he, he was a tight end at Arkansas. So get this you're both your offensive tackles are probably going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. Okay, so Peters One's a seventh was undrafted. Round the other guy yeah. was a seventh rounder. Never put a helmet on until he got into an yeah. end. Hey, isn't how about that story? You know what Vince Papali's story is great, yeah. but this Mulata story. Oh. I heard he didn't know how to put a helmet on. We you need we need more. Yeah, he was an undrafted free agent in 04 uh, That's out insane. of Arkansas. Yep. That's Jason insane. Peters. That is insane. I want to know more about J- uh, Jordan Mylotta. Like, I need I need somebody to do that that story. Like, we got these stupid uh, movies. Did you see the Sean Payton movie that's coming out? No. Kevin James is Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Yes. It's Why do about, I care? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, Kurt Warner has a I, movie. I get now the that's Warner an inter- story. that's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah that's I a get very that, interesting. But Sean story. Payton, I'm trying yeah. to. So wait, it's 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 uh, Bounty Gate. Are we going to cover Bounty Gate here? Is that what we're doing here? I mean, what, what's the, I don't get what the story is. I We're not talking about Vince Lombardi here, you know? It's called Home Team, and I think it's about when uh, Hurricane Katrina uprooted okay. the Saints. I think that's what it has to do with. See, if they're nice and kind NFL stories and football stories, I'm out. Yeah, because <laughs> you know it's I want to see someone's head ripped off. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, Kevin James is playing Sean right. Payton. It's a Netflix movie. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even subscribe to that, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wake I, me up when it hits, like yeah. uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> it says here, let's see. Wait. Uh, follow Sean Payton during 2012. Oh, when he was suspended for the NFL for one year for bounty gating. He was actually coaching a high school team, I think. I, I, I think that's the story. Hey, watch this. I, uh, dude, wasn't I'd Katrina. rather have the story of Rich Kotai. Yeah, <laughs> at Wagner College. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, give, give me the story of Marion Campbell, <laughs> the Swamp Fox. Love that guy. But uh, Washington, as far as their COVID list, get get some of these names that are that are on here: Jonathan Allen, huge, Montez Sweat, huge. Tim Settle, James Smith Williams, Casey Tuhill, and Will Bradley King. And now Matt Ioannidis was just added this morning. Those are all defensive linemen. How are they going to field the team? That's a good question. 
Are we going to look like we did in Denver last year? Right, where they where had they what, a wide like receiver playing quarterback. There, right, yeah. and they just went through the motions. Uh, I'll tell you this, though. Watch this. If I'm the Eagles, I don't give a shit about that list as long as I have my guys out there. Right. And if I – hey, I don't care. I, I think people – watch this. Some people out there will do this, Harry. Well, this is unfair competition. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay, guy. Great. That's good for people that you're talking to high school kids with. Me, I don't care. I want to win a game any way I can. Right, And right. if that happens, great. That sets up for the Eagles. But this is why they're going to walk it back. I guarantee you the NFL Players Association and the owners, Park Avenue, I bet you by Friday that they have wobbled the protocols. Watch. Yeah. And again, okay, you're going to have people that are complaining right now going, dude, you told these players if they got vaccinated – that they didn't have to do all these things. You limit – by the way, I blame the NFL a little bit. I'll tell you why, Harry. Didn't they have a different set of rules for the vaccinated and unvaccinated? As far okay. as if you as, tested as far positive? As, as far as in the locker room, being around the facilities. Yes, yes. Being around where you can eat with your teammates mm -hmm. on the airplane. You weren't isolated like the unvaccinated were. Well – these guys followed all of that. Well, didn't you know with the holidays coming up, potentially that you could have more right. positive cases? Right. And yeah. so now, all of a sudden, the NFL, they this is not about the unvaccinated. This is about the fact that these, these vaccinations, we still don't know anything about really which ones are going to really put this thing away. And like you said a couple minutes ago, you can still get this it. thing's going to be with it. us. Right. Right. You just got to figure out a way to, to work with it. But J.P. Finley, who covers the Washington football team, uh, has his best guess at Washington's starting defense as of right now. Deron Payne and Daniel Wise backing up at defensive tackle. Shaka Practice Tony, squad. Yeah. Shaka Tony, defensive end, backed up by Nate Orchard. Um, linebacker Cole Holcomb backed up by J Jamin, Jamin Davis. Jamin Davis. Isn't that the guy from Kentucky? Yeah. They drafted in the first round. Yep. And uh, their DBs are decimated too. Uh, Kendall Fuller's on the list. Um, I mean, so you've, can you, well, well, could they make Washington forfeit this game? Because wasn't there something in the books that said that if your guys um, ended up testing positive, that there's a potential that you'll forfeit the game? They're not going to go through what they did a year ago. This is why what you said, Harry. This is why the NFL went. These guys did everything we asked them to do. Uh -huh. Okay, we're we're not we can't give Washington. They're they're in the seven hole right now. Right, right, right. Yeah, this, this, this game they're means in the seven a lot. hole. You're going to take them out of a playoff spot right now because of protocols. And some of these guys just have some symptoms or need, or no symptoms. They just tested no positive. Yeah, man, I, I I find this to be. I said it a couple. Um, like they got this mandatory thing in Commie, California. Now we're starting like Wednesday. You got to wear your mask into these places, even right. outdoors. And I'm like this, Jesus, criminy, man. Yeah. Americans ain't going to go for this any no. longer. And I think that's what's happened here. Yeah, I think so too. Um, they're going to they're gonna walk some of this stuff back. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, no. They're, yeah, if anybody's out there thinking that they're going to add more hoops to go through. No, no, no. That's not what this is. That's really pretty big breaking news there because you know what they're going to start doing? And you know how they could come along with this with their conversations to the public? Hey, we're going to follow the science. Mm -hmm. 
me because most of the stuff is political. This thing has been so politicized. Oh, I know. So. I know. Hey, by the way, speaking of that, let me add this into the conversation here. So Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, do we agree those are the top two candidates for the MVP? Uh, yes. As a voter, if you had an MVP vote, would you hold his his press conferences in the way he handled being vaccinated? Now we find out he's not vaccinated. Would you hold that against him when you're coming down to deciding? Because Rodgers is having a spectacular season. I mean, he he's following up that MVP year. By the way, I want to show you this too. Harry, that football team is 36. They've won 36 of 45 ball games since Matt LaFleur and him have hooked up. Mm. That's pretty impressive. Really ten impressive. and three. He missed the game. And they're right. ten and three, and they got blown out in the opener by the Saints. He's had a hell of a season. Would you hold that against him? What the, the just the COVID uh yeah. response? No, I wouldn't. I would hold it against him that he missed the game. Do you think game. people will in the medium? Possible. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. Guys like Peter King. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Yo. Bayless, Bayless already said that he he would he holds that against you see hey did you see what KD did to Bayless last night? Uh, yeah, a skip. Yeah, he said I still hate you or something. I don't, or he I don't goes like, like this. You. I really hate you. Yeah, I really and he don't gave like him you. all the kudos because I tweeted this out too. I go, yeah, because you know why KD's sick of you using him as a prop to bash LeBron. Yeah, and so he goes, you know, I hate you, and I'm going like that. It's I was that was it. That was the tweet of the year, man. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't come from his burner account. <laughs> Which one? I heard he got right. Eight. He's got multiple. He's got multiple. <laughs> I don't know who had more burner accounts. Uh, uh, Barbara Botini here in Philadelphia <laughs> or uh, KD. <laughs> but you look at Brady's numbers. He's already thrown for 4,100 yards. And he's got four, four games left. to go. With four games to go. 36 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and a 68.2% completion percentage and he's 44 years old jesus crime man when i I was when i was young and when you were young it was like george blanda was like the old guy right for the raiders and he was a kicker he was essentially an old quarterback that they still he could still play but he kicked every time i look at brady i'm like how come that guy looks like he he's like the youngest guy in the league i mean it's remarkable on the numbers that he's put up it's but then again too you know, he said something a couple weeks ago, Harry. The game is more like a nine on seven, and 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 it's not as physical as it once right. was because you really can't touch these guys. The rules so, have helped him. Yes. Absolutely. And no so doubt. It's a different NFL today to where, hey, you couldn't hit Jaworski and Theismann the way you did back in the day. Lawrence Taylor would be illegal in today's mm-hmm. realm, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, J- you're Jaworski not got murdered. Mur- LT, you know, I get Theismann yeah. on the show. I love Joe. Yeah. But I tell you what, and I know the hit, but the guy who got killed the most was Ron. Jaworski. LT yeah. killed that guy. Yeah. yeah, and plus he's falling, you know, half the time on the old vet turf, which was like cement. And that big seam you guys had at right. second base. I never got over the second base right. seam. I'm like, is this second base? Well, yeah. I mean, they- it went like this, Harry. When you're on the field, it went like this. Yep. Yep. No <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. And there was this big rip that you guys had too, like over near the south end zone. I it was like the, the the carpet had ripped, uh-huh. and you're a, oh man, that place was 
How about this? That place had a lot of character. Oh, it did. It absolutely did. And I, you know, I will always remember it because it's the first, you know, place I saw football. So, you know, but it it was a dump. It was a total dump. Oh, it was. They They, they had their facilities underneath too. So they didn't even have like their own practice facilities. No, I know. Same with the the Eagles had all everything underneath. Yeah, it was awful. Um, It was. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. They canceled a preseason game because of that turf. Oh, yeah. I think it was against the Ravens and Brian yeah. Billick. I can still picture him out there looking at the seam and just like, you know, we're not bitching. playing here. No, no, it's no way. You're taking this <laughs> bitch to Franklin Field. We're not right, playing here. Right. <laughs> well, actually, which actually was probably a better place to play. And yet it was built in like 1900. Oh, I love that joint, man. I went there when I was a kid uh, mm-hmm. for the Penn Relays. Right. And oh, man, that place is my uncle goes like this. The guy, this guy right here. He goes, man, you know how many iconic games that we played there at Franklin Field against the yeah. Eagles and Chuck and them dudes? I love that place, man. I, I, they should never get rid of that joint. No, Temple played a bunch of their uh, home games there for a couple of years. So that you called a, games from there? No, I didn't call games then. I was actually I was just out of college then. In the, it was just in the 90s, I think they moved over there for a couple of years. But I'm saying to Kevin Bacon of sports broadcasting right here, man, this guy <laughs> take any role. Anyway, you want him to be a lead, he's good. You want him to be a second, he's good. You want him to have a small bit, he's good. Doesn't I matter. I could be a third too. You just gotta pay. <laughs> you just gotta hey, pay me. Hey, hey, really, hey, money up front. And by the way, just make those checks payable to Consolidated Garbage. Just send them right over, man. No refunds. <laughs> consolidated Garbage. That's my. That's what I tell people. They go, Hey Dan, can you do something for us? I'm like, Yeah, make all checks payable to. Um, uh, oh, at cashier's checks, by the way, too. Consolidated Garbage. Vito Anafermo's the president. That's me, but that's my pen name. <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know. But <laughs> Stelly, now was he on in that on that team with uh, Gifford, or did he yeah. come after? The, okay, okay. Yeah, no, he he played in six straight NFL championship games in wow. New York. And he also started his career in Los Angeles with the Rams. So I think they won the 54 title okay. or 51 title. Then they won the 56 title. And they played in that game against Unitas at Yankee Stadium. Mm. You know, the 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 most famous game, the 58 right, 1958 game. championship game. Yeah, 58 yeah, championship. Right. Amici goes over that. He played yeah. in that football game. And what was cool about it, he... He, he, you know, he played at Yankee Stadium yeah, and all this. The original Yankee Stadium, right? The original, yeah. the original throw-up color yellow seats or uh-huh. green things, whatever they were. They were terrible looking. And but I, it's funny, man. They, one year the Yankees had to play, or two years they had to play at Shea. I refused to go to Yankee games. That was like I just said, I'm not going to that shit that was that? like 74, 75. Yeah, 74, yeah. 75. Right. The Mets were actually pretty good back in them times. But mm-hmm. so get this. So Robicelli became the general manager of the Giants. And I, I played at Catholic High in Stanford, as I said. And his sons played with me. All of a sudden, dude, I would get these jerseys and we would get these capes, the same capes you see in them. Oh, old. No. Yeah, the old so NFL I'm film wearing, stuff. Watch this. I'm wearing number 70. His original game jersey, Sam Huff, and I've got uh, Dick Mogaleski's pants on, and I'm wearing these pants in practice. Wow. Sam goes like this to me. He goes, hey, man, can I get that jersey? I played in five championship games with that bitch. I went, <laughs> I go, Sam, yeah, because did he call Washington games for a while, right? Yes, Sam he did, called- with, uh, with uh, Sonny Jurgensen. Yeah, with yeah. Sonny, right? So I sent him that jersey. I used to practice in that. My pants he just passed away like- not too long ago. 
What's that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he just passed away. Yeah, yeah. all them guys were all those uh, Charlie Conley and all. You know, I mentioned those guys, and they're like, "Who the hell is those guys?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Those those 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 giant guys were dear friends of mine, Gifford and them. Gifford yeah. was the guy. Hey, you'll love this, Harry. Gifford was the guy who introduced me to Rune Arledge, who oh, introduced wow. me to a whole bunch of those guys. So I got into broadcasting, and get this, my childhood friend is um is Jim is Jim McKay's son, okay. Sean McManus. Yes, I get Sean McManus. He runs. On C- my he ran CBS Radio or something, He's, didn't he? No, he runs CBS. He's the chairman of CBS Sports. C- chairman of CBS Sports. Okay. So I had him on, I think, twice already, and him and I have been friends. His dad used to take me fishing. Jim McKay. McKay was like. He's the guy that got me involved in sports broadcasting. Oh, he was a legend, man. Oh, my yeah, God, that, man. As my, kid, as my childhood years, he did everything. And get this, too. He never called an NFL, NBA, never called an NFL, NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball game, but he's one of the most recognized faces in sports broadcasting. Olympics. Olympics. Golf, all yeah. that. The wide world made him, right? Oh, yeah. Wide world sports. Yeah. yeah. That's where I first... Uh, uh, got my first taste of Howard Cosell. Oh, who was, God, I love the him, guy. He, I love he, he'd, he'd hate guys like me because he oh, didn't like athletes and right. broadcasting. The jockocracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hated Gifford <laughs> too, man. He just, he, yeah, but I, I, I just loved what an ass he was. I just, no, I, I dug that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And him, him in the back and forth with Ali was just classic. How could just you classic. call that guy a racist too? When oh, that guy oh. was the only dude standing up for Muhammad. You know, I, know. I mean, I never got that. Hey, man. Do you think let, – let me go back to the Eagles here. Mm-hmm. These final four games here, you think this team is legitimately a playoff team? Do you think that they're really in this, or is it just because the, the mediocrity or the, the everybody's so close? I mean, is it a playoff team? I'm, I still don't know. I, I kind of – well, they're a playoff team because they're going to add a team. Let's be honest. The seven because of the adding of the yeah, game, the adding, the adding of the game, and the adding of the seed. But I've always felt like before, when there were six teams from each conference, that really only, really, you only had five, four or five. That extra team was usually just you know fish food, road kill, road yeah, kill, right. exactly. So you know, are they a playoff team? Technically, they're going to be. And they'll have a chance, but record really, only, right? Record right. only, but not really talent wise. No, I mean, you look at the top three or four teams. I mean, are they on that level with the, like the Rams, the Cardinals, the Buccaneers, and the Packers? I don't Do think you so. believe in They're the Rams? Below. Do you believe hey, in the Rams? After, when they played like they did Monday night, I mean, they, they looked like a really good football team on Monday night. They looked like the best team in the league for the first month of the season. Man, I just think that. A dominant running attack, and I don't know why Arizona got away. I don't know why they got away. That kid Connor, Connor looks kid Con- amazing. Amazing! What a pickup, huh? Yeah, I mean that wasn't a, the same guy in Pittsburgh. No I way! Can tell you he that was not that dude in Pittsburgh. No way! No, 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 way. no. Maybe it's great coaching because this guy Kingsbury has been. He's showing. Have you ever seen? He should have kicked a field goal. What I the, know. What the hell right? was he thinking? Hey, yeah. how about this though? Here, have you ever seen a college coach suck in college and then turn around being the NFL coach of the year? This guy has an no. under five hundred record at Texas Tech. Texas Tech. He goes yeah. into Arizona. Mm-hmm. He's in the conversation for the NFL coach of the year award. Yeah, no doubt about it. And somebody really liked him uh, too because USC wanted him. No, no, USC hired him as the OC. Well, he's the OC. Yeah, then he for went like four days. 
Right, right. He was sort and, of like a Manny Steve Diaz. Kime, <laughs> and then Steve Kime went in there and said, hey, how'd you like to interview for the uh, head coaching job? I guess it's now like a, a trend because they see what McVay – and by the way, I think Sean McVay's a hell of a coach. Mm-hmm. And they saw that, and he's – I'll tell you what, Kyler Murray's gotten better. Yep. And the whole team – there's a bunch of stars. Jimmy Johnson believes in Arizona, but yeah. I was disappointed with their performance. Still, right, Harry, though, think about it. As dominant as you said – the Rams look to you, it still was only 30-23. True. At uh, the end of the day, they kind of kept themselves in that ball game there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, absolutely. And cre- credit Arizona for the – they just have so much talent. But they don't have a home field advantage. That's why I don't really like them in that the playoffs. Glendale's not home field advantage. No. I mean, they're 7-0 and on the road. Yeah. All their losses are at home. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. It's absolutely yep. crazy. All right, we got to take a short time out. we got another hour to go here on The Middle. Harry Mays along with Dan Cilio sitting in for Barrett on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Back in three. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
All right, welcome back. Hour number two of a Wednesday edition, a special edition of The Middle. Harry Mays, Dan Cilio with you. And uh, we were talking about uh, Brady and Rodgers. I know he's played one less game, but Brady has thrown for almost a thousand more yards than Rodgers. Isn't that Crazy. amazing? How about the, this... the arsenal he has down there of wide receiver targets? Oh, my God. Oh. And, and if they decide to keep Antonio Brown, I I saw that uh, Bruce Arians is not determined yet what he's going to do because right. of that whole fiasco. He was suspended with the COVID for three card. games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't know. But can you imagine if you put that guy back oh. in that dynamic, man? I mean, this reminds me a little bit of last year. And it reminds me a little bit how they're picking up steam. I think they've got mm-hmm. four games in a row. Hey, did you just hear what Sirianni said? Sirianni no. is splitting reps with Jalen Ramsey or Jalen Hurts and um Minshew. And Gardner Gardner Minshew. They're splitting you, reps. In practice right now. Yeah. Leading up to this game. And, and yeah. what are they gonna say that it's because of the ankle? If he's good enough to practice at all, you would think the ankle's fine. Yeah. How about that, that man? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what is happening here? Says it's the ankle. Right. Okay, what's uh, this? Right, right. Okay, hey, yeah. You said this? it's yeah. not a quarterback controversy. They admit yeah, that yeah, hurts yeah, There's the no guy. quarterback controversy, but hey, now it's ankle gate. Wow. Yeah, so like, there's, wait, watch this. Hey, you got a hangnail? Hey, reps, let's split reps. Right. Wait a minute, you got a problem with your what? You, you, you got a cough? Right. Let's split reps here. Right, right. Are you think they're looking for any excuse right now to get that guy in the game? What is going? What is happening? Do you think? That doesn't this tell you? I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking right now. They've made their decision. They've made their mind up that Hurts isn't the guy. Is what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if that's if that's the case, they're giving Minshew reps, yeah. and it's not the ankle. And he said, but he said there was no controversy, and Hurts was the guy. So what does that tell you happened between when he said that and today? Here, I'll show you. Howie Roseman. This yeah. is Howie. Right. Can I speak to Nick? Hey, 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 Nick. Hey. Fuck that comment you said. We 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 got we got ankle gate now. Come up with anything. I don't care what you have to come up with. Right. Hey, anything. Make it up. Yep. Next wow. thing. Next thing. He'll be in the COVID protocol. Yeah. 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 Watch this. No. 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 He. Yeah, he's in. He, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He's in the flu protocol. We don't have one. I know. I made it up. Right. right. He tested positive <laughs> but, for something. Hey, if the commissioner can make it up, I can make it up. Right. Too. He tested positive for something. I don't know yeah, what it is. I don't is, know what it is. Right. He's positive. School you know, Gio, you know what, whatever. You know what they're positive about? That he's not the guy. Here it is, right here. Oh. More John uncertainty McMullen. at the quarterback than we were expecting. Sirianni said the split in reps is because he doesn't know yet. How if Jalen Hurts will be available? Mentioning the time is helping Jalen's ankle. Could be competitive advantage or gamesmanship, I suppose. This is our very own John McMullen. Wow. That is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, nothing like going through the last four games with no controversy. No, no, no. What I do mean, you make him, Mitch? You too. I think he's nasty Philly. This is what that, that, that. <laughs> This guy is like when he raised his arms up. This guy had like muffins underneath his arms. He's like, yeah, I'm like, dude, no, not good. Okay, manscape, it's all good. You know, like, get get a pair of clippers. Yeah. And the chest bumping with his own man. Oh, well, that, that was classic. Hey, I love show, that. I did showing yeah. up like he was Pete Mitchell from um, Top from Gun. Top Gun. He had the yeah. shades on, the yeah. fighter jacket. This guy's a character, man. He I got. I, re- I really do kind of like the guy. He is a character, man. There's no, there's no doubt. I actually did a game of his in college. Oh, what, what, where did he? Where did he was he at go? ECU. ECU. He's East yeah. Carolina kid. He played. They played Temple one of the years that I did. I did the games. 
Jesus. So wait, yeah. so in the in the NFC East, you have Tyler Heineke, who's right. an old D guy. Right. And, and, and by the way, yeah. that's not beer, folks. No. That's old Dominion. Old Dominion, <laughs> right. Not old English 800. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and you have an ECU guy. Holy yeah. cow, man. It's crazy. Now you're gonna everybody hey, this this kind of stuff is made for Philly here. Do we have a quarterback controversy? Do we? No. You're asking me? No. I look at these two guys and go like no, this. I know. They're both dudes. Right. But right, neither one's the guy. Right. That's that's where I You come think down they've on made it. their decision. I think Howie can't help himself but draft a quarterback or try to make a trade for one. How about this? Do you think they take one in the first round? Or do you think with those eleven picks, they may put a combo together? Where they get a guy in the third round, mm-hmm. wait yeah, for a guy to fall, maybe. I think they definitely draft one. I don't know if it's in the first round. See, that's my that's my take. I don't know if they're going to use a premium pick in that first two rounds mm-hmm. to take a quarterback yet. Because here, follow me here on this one here. You're going to have so much money under the cap. Look at what you can do next year in free agency on plugging holes and going out and using all that draft assets that you have. You could fill the defense up. Mm-hmm. You could get yourself some depth on offense. Jalen is not bad. And by the way, how far away do you think he is from being a Dak Prescott kind of quarterback? I don't think not he's that, that far. far. No. I think you can I think he's proven you can win games. But Harry, look at what they did in New England and Seattle. Because they had Brady on a six round contract for a couple mm-hmm. of years. And because they had Russell Wilson on a third round contract, they were able to build that defense and build that defense on both teams. Yep. They were able to build that dynasty up. And then, you know, Brady never Brady at any time was never the highest paid player in the history of the league. No, we got to get Jalen to marry a supermodel. (laughs) Yeah. Where she, she makes all the, she makes all the cash. Dude, she (laughs) makes $50 million a year. Just going like this. Watch how this is the ultimate get over job. Right. Yep. Fifty have million. a fan blowing your hair. Venmo. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted uh, not too long ago, the Browns have now placed 14 players. Mayfield's on, on that list. list. Is he? Yeah, Mayfield's <laughs> on that list. <laughs> Who is their backup? <laughs> oh, it's – it's um, is it Hoyer? Uh, or Somebody Ke- won a game? Not he Case came Keenum, in the game. I thought he came – I can't remember who it Case was. Case Keenum? Is it Case? It might I think be. it's Case. Yeah, it might be Case Keenum. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's Case Keenum. He, yeah, I think he that was the in, game against the against Denver. They played yeah. Denver because Keenum had played for Denver too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Holy cow. So he's splitting reps. Yeah. The coach has it in, in Cleveland too. Stefanski. Okay, the coach is out too. He's the, and by the way, he's the play caller. Right. Dude, there's no way. There's the NFL no way. Is, there's no way. No way. You got the entire <laughs> league now going through this here. I know. Let me ask you this here, Harry. <laughs> What if they took the week off? Hey, hey, you know those games this weekend? Hey, right. we're, you know, yeah, yeah. we're just going to – it's right. Christmas week. Hey, fuck it. We're out. Right. We're going to push the Super Bowl to the first week of March. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Hey, that'd be an NFL's dream. That we actually wouldn't be man. bad to have the whole do you, winter. Hey, do you think – do you think the Eagles regret taking Devontae Smith instead of getting that kid, Micah Parsons? No, I don't think You think so. they're okay with what they did? I think they are, yeah. Because they, they, I think they look at it as there was nine other teams that didn't think Parsons. Because if you, if Micah Parsons, if you knew he was going to have the year he's having, 
he would have been drafted one or two. Like a defensive player, like that's that impactful, goes in the top three picks. If oh, you yeah. know, he's not, if he's you not know, he's out, the outside the top ten. No, he not was outside, outside the top ten, right? He was tenth. I think he was. No, yeah, you're right. They traded with Dallas. They traded. They traded right, with right. <laughs> the Eagles so, traded with Dallas. Right? That's right. So, so it might have been like twelfth or something. Yeah, something like yeah, that. I know. I know. He, I think yeah. he was outside the top ten. Yeah, because didn't it go Philly ten, Giants yeah. eleven, and then Dallas twelve? Yeah, because Denver was in front, and they took the DB that the uh, Cowboys wanted. Yeah, they and, took. Hey, and everyone's always going like this. Well, look at Dallas. They got yeah. this guy, and I'm going like, no, he fell into Dallas's lap. They yeah, they took him. Patrick Sertain. Uh, yeah, they wanted Patrick, who yeah. by the way is also going to be a hell of a football player. Oh, too. no I doubt, he's going to be a Pro Bowl guy. He's no a doubt. good looking football player too. Yeah, because you know, I, I I look at it and I'm like, you know, Devontae, he's on pace for like roughly a little bit near 900 yards, 60 catches. It's not his fault. It's the no. inability of the quarterback to be able to get the football to him. I don't think it's anything on him, but you got to admit it, Harry. They just haven't developed the passing game at all this year. The the tight end they just gave a contract extension to. The wide receivers. And by the way, that guy, Jalen Rager, yeah. holy shit, get him out of uh, the roster. He is a bust. He is awful, man. Yeah, he totally is. Uh, yeah, the projected stats for Devontae Smith Like are, 890 or something? He would be 863 projected and 62 receptions. Right now he has 50 catches for 700 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, I you get know. that from anybody. Yeah, yeah. I can find a guy on the street, but that's really not his fault in many ways because the quarterback hasn't been able to get him the football. Well, they don't don't really have anybody else uh, that you have to shade any coverage to on the wide wide receiver group. I mean, you know, there's that one guy, Quez Watkins, who can get deep, but they don't really throw the ball deep. And then Rager is just – you don't even have to cover him. Yeah, hey, 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 I think John's going to try to jump on with us. You all right with that? Oh, John McMullen? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I sent you Paul Palmer's contact I saw it. info. I got it. Oh, my. So just hey, by me. the way, if you need Seth's number, you need anything, <laughs> okay. because your boy your boy Barrett's not hooking you up, man. You, know, you let me know, because okay. you know why? You're one of the good people in the business. <laughs> I love you, man. I love being on with you. So me if too. you need anything... I'll make I'll embarrass Barrett even more now. Okay, you know you brought up when you were talking about Roethlisberger, right? Back in the first half hour of the show, and you talked about how they had, he had uh, Jerome Bettis. But Barrett was on that team, okay? And he goes, "Oh yeah, Bussy." He calls him Bussy. Bussy's my guy, man. Bussy's never been on the show either. Oh man, this is a big heel job going on by Harry Mays yeah. right now. <laughs> I'm gonna this go is off a the big top rope. <laughs> Holy hey, so like you can hey, when he gets back on Friday, man. I, mm-hmm. I, I I feel for the dude, man. Hey, dude, Silio gets all these guys that you know, right. Lomas yeah. Brown, all these dudes. Right. What's going on that, here? That's man? right. Lomas Brown. He had texted Lomas Brown to come on our show, and the next day he's on with you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we yeah. gave it, we gave it to him that day, man. Uh, <laughs> dude, Seth was right though, man. Think, think about how. But that's experience in the coaching staff, too. They knew right away, didn't they? They had a blueprint in how they develop quarterbacks. And I'm going to give you something here, too, Harry. Whatever you want to say about Bill Belichick being a defensive-minded guy, mm-hmm. he drafted Jacoby Brissett, who yep. started in this league. Yep. He's drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, who's playing great football right, right. now. Yeah, He drafted Tom Brady. He drafted 
Mac Jones is going to be the offensive rookie of the year this year. Mm -hmm. This dude knows how to develop quarterbacks, and he knows how to find quarterbacks. He knows how to find them. All yeah. four of these guys have started or have been a pro bowler and a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. And if they, Garoppolo took that Niner team a couple of years ago to the Super Bowl. So yeah. they know how to develop. And the way that they develop, like Seth said yesterday, man, why didn't they just run the ball 700 times, you know, mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year? Yeah. Why didn't they, you know? I no, mean, I totally, totally agree. Okay, totally so agree. this, so this, like ankle gate. So I guess John McMullen's ready here. Oh, here he comes. There, there he is. Look at that. He's got his own. He's got his own like logo, a label. He's sponsored by Ocean. Look at this guy. How great is this? Wow. I like it, John. John. So, so we have ankle gate now in Philly, man. So. What, what what's 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 the latest here between Minshew and Hertz <laughs> splitting reps here now? So yeah, I guess Sirianni came out and said it's still the ankle and he's not a hundred percent. Yeah, I think you know it was a little bit of a surprise, the uncertainty, and the fact that we were led to believe that Jalen would be back in place after the bye week. Now it, it, you know it's a high ankle sprain, so as you know, Dan, that's probably. That could be up to a four-week injury as an NFL injury. So it could be gamesmanship, but the fact that they're going to split reps again uh, indicates to me there is legitimate uncertainty if he's going to be ready. And remember, part of it is the type of quarterback Jalen Hurts is because if you take away his ability to run the football, you take away a lot of the strengths of his skill set. So – you know, they're trying to make a playoff push. All of this enters into the equation. But the ankle injury is a little bit more serious than was led on at the onset of this entire thing. Wow, that's amazing. I, I mean, uh, gamesmanship, is it's an interesting dynamic because the, the Jets said they weren't preparing at all for Gardner Minshew. Uh, when he injured this ankle the week before, which I think tells you a lot about why the Jets are where the where the Jets are. I mean, how could you not have thought to prepare for for uh, Minshew? What do you think the, the the difference is now with Washington's preparation, given how how limited they are due to COVID? Now having to try to prepare for two different quarterbacks. Yeah, I think I, in Washington's case, I, I think you know Ron Rivera can't even get to the point. He's got to figure out how he's going to get a defensive line on the field yeah. uh, to play any type of quarterback. So, you know, Robert Sala was pretty honest uh, after the Jets game, and he said, look, we knew uh, the differences between the two quarterbacks in uh, the fact that you have uh, a, a guy who's going to be more RPO-driven uh, running the football versus a quick-read quarterback in Gardner Minshew. So they kind of knew. Uh, but he, he did say that, look, you always prepare for the starter like he's going to be ready. Uh, and, 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 and that's what the Jets did. And maybe it worked from that gamesmanship aspect of, of Nick Sirianni. But more before the, the bye guys, I think Jalen Hurts, you know, was really pushing to play. He wanted to play. Mm -hmm. You know, he was the one who talked to us on Wednesday. Like he normally does and says, I'm playing. Right. And I just think reality came into it and a high ankle sprain, and it's really difficult to get back on the field in one week from that. You, you know, John, though, if he's an established guy in the front office, 
is looking at that guy. It's the playoff. This is a playoff game this weekend. The loser most likely is going to be out of the NFC playoff race, okay? Washington's in the seven hole, and the Eagles are in the nine hole right now, both teams with the same record. Man, you play your guy that gives you the best ability to win. You're not splitting reps on high ankle. I mean, everybody's hurt right now. Aaron Rodgers has got a bad foot. Uh, Brady's a little bit banged up with his back. I mean, everyone's a little nicked up. Tyler, Kyler Murray's banged up. Is is this where, I guess where I'm going with this is, is this just the dynamic in the front office where, Hey, they're looking at which guy gives them the best chance to win. And like you said, John, if Jalen doesn't have his wheels, he doesn't give us the best chance to win because look at what Dallas Goddard was able to do when they had Gardner Minshew in there. Look at how the offense looked. Look at the way they threw the ball down the field. Maybe they feel they need a passing game to win these next four ball games. I mean, is that fair? Like, you know, how they're evaluating this, these next couple games here? Yeah, I mean, I, I get how people would, would think that way. I, I, I can tell you 100% that's not the way Nick Sirianni is thinking. I, I think if Jalen Hurts was healthy, he'd be getting all the reps. He'd be preparing to play. Uh, and, and, and Nick believes that Jalen Hurts gives him the best opportunity uh, to win a football game. But you have to be realistic and say certainly the passing game looked more effective against the Jets. Now, a lot of people say that's the Jets and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff for Gardner Minshew, but he was he was quicker processing. He was quicker getting the football out of his hands. And, um, you know, ultimately, I think that you, you've had this this entire season in Philadelphia. And I think too many people have focused, and I'm, I wrote about this in Philly mag today. Too many people are focused on one year. You got to evaluate on one year and realize, you know, okay, are we going to move forward with Jalen Hurts? Are we not going to move forward on Jalen Hurts? The Eagles are going to try to get better at quarterback. They're going to try to be better than Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew if they can do it. And that means Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, you guys know all the names. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they evaluate Kenny Pickett as a franchise quarterback or Matt Corral or anybody else, if they think they can get better, they'll get better. If they don't, a bridge can be longer than a year. Mm-hmm. You can use a bridge quarterback for two years. If they can't get better than Jalen Hurts, they'll use Jalen Hurts again. But to me, these final four games, but the expectations have changed. Now they want to get into the playoffs. Uh, because of how things are set up. And as you guys mentioned, look, whoever loses this game, it's not a must-win game, literally. It's close. But you, you look at all the predictive sites, you know, it goes from plus 50% to 11% if the Eagles mm-hmm. lose. So they're, they're going to try to win the football game. And if Jalen Hurts is not healthy enough to play, then they're going to go to Gardner Minshew. But it doesn't mean anything for next year. Hey, John, uh, if I can't even think about next year, I just want to think about next week. If Gardner Minshew does play against Washington and has an, another really good performance oh, oh, there you and go. they win the there you game, go. then will we have a quarterback controversy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I was a little bit surprised and a little bit pleasantly surprised by Eagles fans not erupting into a mm-hmm. major controversy after the Jets game because let's be honest it's that's the, the best Eagles performance statistically by quarterback since Nick Foles in the NFC championship game 
<laughs> so, I mean, Gardner was darn good. In the first half, he was perfect. 158.3. That was his passer rating in the first half, and he can't go any higher, obviously, in the NFL. I, I think a lot of it had to do with the Jets. Everybody kept saying, it's just the Jets. It's just the Jets. But the passing offense was better. There's no question about it. Um, and they give up something in, in, in the running game, but they were still able to ultimately rush for over 180 yards. So I get the questions. If he continues to play well, if he's forced in, yeah, I think it'll incrementally go up. But you know where I think it would really explode is if Jalen Hurts starts and plays poorly in the first half, but the Eagles are still in the game, then you got to ask your question, do you make the change in-game? And that would really, really ignite uh, the quarterback controversy. John, do you look at these next four games? We kind of broached this in the first hour a little bit. So Howie, the owner, Nick, the coaching staff, these next four games, the top priority, is it to get the decision on what the quarterback future is, or is it the priority to be a playoff football team? What do you think they're looking at right now as the number one question they want answered in these next four games? No, they want to make the playoffs now. They want to make the playoffs. I, I, they've already made their decision at quarterback, and it is what I said. They'll try to get better at quarterback. Okay. They'll try to get better at quarterback in the offseason. If Deshaun Watson revisits and, and clears up his legal issues and says, I'll entertain playing in Philadelphia, guess what, guys? They were already trying to get him. They were mm -hmm. trying to get him to change his mind this year. True. Um, it's not going to stop. Russell Wilson has been the white whale of this organization since they weren't Andy able to Reed. get him in the draft. If he changes his mind and entertains the thought of playing in Philadelphia and Seattle decides to trade him, uh, they will try to get Russell Wilson. Again, with the young quarterbacks, it comes down to evaluation. That nobody knows except Andy Weidel and the scouting staff and how they look at Kenny Pickett and, and players like that. Um, They've already made their decision at quarterback. Uh, they'll try to get better if they can. If not, they'll continue to move on with Jalen Hurts until they can get better. Uh, now they want to make the playoffs, and you have this log jam of five teams at six and seven. But if you look at schedules, the Eagles have already beaten, remember, two of those teams, Atlanta and New Orleans, so they have the tiebreaker. They yep. can take care of Washington. Minnesota's the other team. But they have the Rams and the Packers on their schedule. Yeah, they got a tougher schedule. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's all there for the Eagles. And this week, they're on a team. Washington's got 11 people on the COVID list. Oh, they speak. got more now. Kyle Allen was just added to the Yeah, I, I guarantee you, John, by Friday, that thing will be down to around three people. I guarantee you the NFL, Park Avenue, and the Players Association, I guarantee you they wobbled the protocols for this because – you're hearing John Meyer, like Harry said, hey, you know, we're going to have to learn to live with this. There's no question. They're, I guarantee you, you're not going to see this, the, the amount of names on these lists. I, 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 I'm make, I'm, I'm, I have no insight. I'm just making a prediction. There's no way that they're going to have an emergency meeting here, and I know they're talking about it now. Because yep. you, you, you potentially have forfeits this weekend. 
Cleveland too is decimated. Yeah, I yeah. I was uh, texting with two players who who are on the COVID list uh, yesterday and are vaccinated and tested positive, and they're they're very upset because they're asymptomatic. And the question is, you know, the question I got from one of them was, you know, why are why are we being tested when we're healthy, and you're essentially looking for problems, right? Isn't what that was the vaccination? What was that for? Right. It was for us. So there's a lot of frustration coming from the players. I don't think, you know, I, I, I think it, when it comes to vaccinated versus unvaccinated, uh, I don't think anyone's complaining about the unvaccinated guys. But when the vaccinated players Correct. test positive uh, and they're asymptomatic and they feel fine, and you know, Dan, how many guys have played through flus and injuries in oh. the past, and they're like, I'm 100%, I can go, and they're not allowed to play. They're, they're going to start pushing the union, yep. which has been in lockstep with the NFL to this point. Uh, and they're going to they're gonna try to get some things changed. But this late in season, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. Let's put it And that. how about this too, John? Home field advantage. I was talking to Harry about this. Can you imagine, okay, so all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford, they come down and two of these guys can't go, and there's a, there's a home field advantage on the line here, and you're sitting a guy because, like you said, he's, he, he, he's completely vaccinated. He's got to go through the protocols. He's, he, he's just tested positive. Again, like Harry said, can you imagine? I mean, you're going to sit a guy who did all the things that you told him to do. You're going to lose home field advantage. That's millions of dollars also to the owner that's at home. I got to tell you, man, this, this is this is destined to be a big issue here going down towards the stretch of the week here on Friday. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see some stuff. Yeah, I think I think there's going to be a tweaking of the protocols. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, but I think we lost John there at, at the very end. Oh, there he's back. Did, did you hear Dan, uh, John? No, I didn't hear that last question. I got knocked off from the wonderful Wi-Fi here, but now I'm on the. <laughs> I'm, I'm just off. saying, can you imagine, John, if you had like, uh, if you had home field advantage on the line, and say Stafford and Brady, they test positive, and home field advantage is on the line in the NFC playoffs, and you're sitting a guy, and both these guys are vaccinated with boosters, and you're gonna sit these guys because of protocol. I think you're going to have owners like Stan Kroenke and you're going to have the Glazers and everybody a little bit pissed off about that because that's also home revenue. Remember, right. they didn't play in front of fans last year. These owners want to make up as much money as they possibly can with home um, advertising, attendance, all of that stuff, man. That's why I think it's going to be wobbled. Yeah, and think about if it's against Aaron Rodgers, who obviously tested positive and is not vaccinated and the controversy that caused, and now he doesn't have to get tested because he tested positive. And you have this weird loophole window, and guys who have been vaccinated, yeah, that would be the worst-case scenario for the NFL. Hey, look, I, I mean, to me, it seems, and as somebody who's got to go through it, and get tested every week, and I got tested again today. Um, it, it, it seems more public relations driven than common sense driven, and they want to signal to people that they're uh, doing the right thing. Um, we know 
certain teams have not adhered to protocols as strictly as others. It's a giant mess, but it's a mess of the NFL's own creation and the Players Association. Remember, because they agree to all this as well, mm-hmm. um, and they should have been probably fighting for more more of the players uh, part of it. And then, guys, think about the coaches and and the employees. They don't have a union. So the NFL came down yesterday and said, oh, by the way, you got to get a booster for Tier 1 and Tier 2 people by, I think, December 27th. Yes. Um, Mm. they got to have it done, period, end of sentence, or you can't be around the players. And obviously, if you're a coach, uh, you have to be around the players. So um, giant mess, giant mess of their own creation. Uh, not a very proactive organization, the NFL as a whole. We've known this for years, very reactive, and they don't react in the right way uh, a lot of times in a lot of situations. John, I got tested once, and they stuck that thing way up my nose and made me cry. Does it still make <laughs> you cry every time since you get tested? Well, so that's much? another thing. It depends who you get on the oh. tester. Yeah, sometimes oh. you get the brain tickler. Sometimes yeah. you get – Oh, so uh, you got the, the Chris Cuomo – you got the Chris Cuomo uh, nose swabby. Okay, I got it. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you how many COVID tests I've had to date. It's wow. well into the hundreds. Because I, I, I had to get tested every single day last year. Every oh. single day. Um, yeah, it's, it's not fun. And it's certainly um, an inconvenience. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have to do it for your job. So you do it. Uh, and, it, and it's interesting because the players do have a union fighting for them and, and they can be unvaccinated. That does not hold true for everybody around the team. They don't right. have any choice. They either do it or they don't do it. And if they don't do it, they can't do their jobs. Right. But to, to your knowledge, there isn't any further uh, positive test for the Eagles. Uh, no. Uh, and, and everybody looks at four o'clock is when the transaction wire we just talked to Nick Sirianni a little while ago. Uh, so I don't believe there will be any uh, positives for the Eagles today. Uh, and that's, you know, this entire league waits for the transaction wire to come out at 4 o'clock to see how many players are going to be on the COVID-19 mm-hmm. list. And the Eagles are playing, other than Cleveland, which I think has 14 now, mm-hmm. Kevin Stefanski, uh himself test Baker, Baker too. again. Yeah. Um, and, and other than Cleveland, Washington has the most right now on the COVID list. Yeah. And according to Mike Garofalo, uh, it says, uh, Kyle Allen w- is placed yeah. on the COVID list and yep. Kyle Shermer is on the practice squad and they just signed Jordan Tayamu to yeah. the practice squad. The so. Saint for XFL fans, the St. Louis Battlehawks, Battle Hawks, yeah. Yeah. Battle Hawks former right. star. Right. Played at Ole Miss, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, John. There hey, he is. He, he, what, what, what's this, Harry? I, I'm sorry. I mean, the, the vaccination talk, it's like, you know, oh. I mean, oh, dude, no, I'm I know. so. I know. I'm so over it. sick of this, man. I know. I know. Dude, hey, what, what's this, though, Harry? You're right. You're right. Because it's part of the game now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's However, sucks. Oh, yeah, I know. Mud on, man. I mean, I really? You pull up ESPN.com and you look on the right where the headlines are. 
half of them are COVID protocol related. It's it's just nauseating. How do you so. think it does? Do, do you think the NFL they correct this this week? Correct. I think they're going to do something. I I'm in I'm in agreement with you. That Rappaport tweet. I mean, he's he's works for the league. So if he's putting that out there, yeah, the, you know, the owners, the owners have had, if you think you're sick of this, they are done with it. So wait a second. Are you saying that Shifter and Rappaport get this call? Right. Hey, uh-huh. this is Jerry here, and yeah. we're telling you a little bit here. Did you, hey, Jerry, did you get my, my latest column? Right. Did you edit it for me? Right. Thank right. you. Yes. Adam Shifter. Adam Shifter. Yeah. No, no, I caught him, him oh, and Adam Shifty. Shifty. Oh, I combined okay. both of them, Adam Shift and Adam Shifter. They're oh, both okay. the same. I think they're both the same guys. <laughs> man, I, I do. But what do you make of this, man? Hey, maybe on the flip side, we talk about this here with Minshew yeah. and, um, with Hertz here, man, what do you make of the? What do you? What, is there a controversy? Uh, I don't. I, to me, there isn't. But I don't run the team. This is, you know, this is. I didn't realize this high ankle. I didn't even know it was a high ankle sprain until a couple of days ago. You and know what John said to me? He goes, "Dan, you know what a high ankle sprain was?" I go, "No, I don't." <laughs> I, well, I, this I, is I made up it. new. I know what an ankle sprain is, but high yeah. ankle sprain. I, all right. Well, yeah. I just went back. I did a. Re, I did some a search on it and I could find something as far back as December the 8th mentioning high ankle sprain with regards to, so that's a week ago. Yeah. Okay. I, we didn't know that it was that serious uh, when he missed the football game and then they went into the bye week. So you would think that it'd be good right now. This must be one hell of an ankle sprain. All right, well, we Harry, I out. know this, my boy, Jalen hurts. I'm a believer in him. I've covered the team for 50 years, and I'm telling you he's one of my guys. And I believe in him, and I believe that he's going to lead this team. That's a horrible Merrill Reese. I apologize. (laughs) Wow, kill me. (laughs) On that note, we'll take a quick timeout and be back with more to wrap up a uh, a very uh, interesting Wednesday here on the, uh, The Middle. Back. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to the middle, Harry Mays, Dan Cilio, and uh, you just heard a few minutes ago Dan's Merrill Reese impersonation, and the stream is uh, is a flutter. Oh no, no, it's it's, horrible. It's the worst (laughs) ever. Oh my god, it totally is. I've seen a lot of quarterbacks, Dad. That's ten times better. I I believe in Jalen Hurts. That's totally it. That's (laughs) totally it. Mine is now. I could do a Hulk Hogan. What are you little holsters going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? Yeah, yeah. Baby, let's go get him, baby. The holster's uh, here. What I can still hear it, though. Cunningham sets box of the eye. Quick, <laughs> wide right. He takes the snap. Looking, looking, looking. He fires. That's, that's basically he, he, every call. Get this, too. He's not even traveling with the team. I know. It's ridiculous. I know. He's it? so good, dude. He is. He's so <laughs> good, man. Uh, but I'm looking at Jeff McLean's tweet here. and uh, This was in within the, the last hour. He puts out a tweet an hour ago saying, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts is trending upward. Walk through today. No decision yet on QB reps with Gardner Minshew. What? And then 53 minutes ago, he says Nick Sirianni said the reason for Hertz slash Minshew splitting reps at Wednesday's walkthrough is because Eagles just don't know yet whether Hertz will be healthy by Sunday. Wow, that's weird. Isn't that bizarre? And it was a walkthrough. So they're splitting reps in a walkthrough. Take us through. Like, I thought walkthroughs were what they did like on Saturday, Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. Like when you show up to the stadium, like if you're going to go on a road trip. Yeah. Or like if you're at home, let's just do home because this game, this game is at home this weekend. Yes. Correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what you'll do is on a Saturday, you guys will have a walkthrough and you'll walk through on your team. Don't go like this offense. You'll just walk out there. You guys will run a couple scale plays, helmets, shirts, mm-hmm. sweats. That's it. Guys come through, then they'll go like this punt return, kickoff return. That those are walkthroughs. Those aren't really anything that you know you see that people are gonna be competitive. And now you're all of a sudden saying it, he's taking he's taking reps and walkthrough. I yeah. didn't know there was such a thing. I know, I didn't either. And by the way, you're doing walkthroughs on a on a Wednesday? Wednesday's the day you inst- institute the game plan, install the game plan, right? Yeah, I thought you were still in helmets and shells, at least, soda pads, that's, and you were still going out there banging on people. So these guys are already that's, in walkthrough? That's bizarre. 
That is, yeah. man. I mean, so like no contact this week? Because like if you were on the road, a lot of times they'll do those walkthroughs in a hotel ballroom. Yeah, yeah. You know? I've done them many times. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You, do them in a, you do them in a ballroom, right? You'll do them maybe even in a parking lot. We've done it before in a parking lot. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I mean. You got to make sure oh. that the, you know, Belichick isn't filming you, though, if you're in the <laughs> yeah. parking lot. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you what Al Davis used to do. Like every time, like so, <laughs> Oakland, like, you know, what they would do is they would go into the rooms after the and head to the stadium and they would mm -hmm. see if anybody was throwing their game plan. right if they left behind their game plan yeah, yeah. how about he left playbooks before he goes you'd right. be surprised yeah and so what they would do is they'd go in there and they'd get they can't go in there and hire the cleaning people and they would get these game plans or notes right. or whatever jimmy you johnson like, was you, for that you tip like a hotel employee or something, yeah. you know, you know, and just say, Hey, go, go see if you can find any of this stuff. Absolutely. Man. I would do it too. Absolutely. Think, hey, so which one think, of these, which one of these guys, John was talking about, you think he thinks that the organization has already made a decision. They're going to do it. They're going to try to upgrade if mm -hmm. they possibly can. And I agree with that. Don't downgrade, you mm -hmm. know, just to pull a guy out of there. Would you like to see Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? as an Eagle next year, if you got the ability. And by the way, I love Russell Wilson coming out going, I never said I wouldn't play in Philly. That's erroneous report. My right. agent never said it. And by mm -hmm. the way, you know this as much as I do, Harry. Here's $35 million. We've got uh, $50 million in cap space. Right. We've got 11 draft choices, and I got the best O-line, one of the best O-lines in the NFL. He's never seen a good O-line. If you're a quarterback, how are you not doing right. this? Well, that's pretty damn good. Right. Especially Russell Wilson has had some of the worst offensive lines in, in the NFL. Most hit guys since he's yeah. come in the league. Most Unbelievable. Hit guy. Yeah. That's so, a good point. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. me that nobody, man, everybody's going to be open to playing on good teams. So of those two guys, by the way, Xander goes like this. Wilson sucks. I don't think he sucks. Last year, he's <laughs> no. 12 and four. It's okay, his finger. This year, I still he think was it's banged his up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, so he, I mean, he looked terrible guys, on Monday night against Washington a couple of weeks ago. I'll give you that. He and did. he's not been he, the same since that injury. But I think I, it's I, the injury. I think next year he's going to be, he's going to be fine. I do. I think he's yeah. going to be fine. Which one of these two guys would you want? So I got to make a choice between those two. They're both available, and they're both coming. They're both open to coming to Philadelphia. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Um. Well, Watson is a lot younger. Um, and he's a top five guy. I would take him. Watson. Yeah. Yeah. Deshaun. Yeah. He, to me, he is one of those guys, like you said, I think he's 25. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Man, 20. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think Wilson's 35. Like 30, 32, 33. 32, 33. That's yeah, still, yeah. hey, Harry, in today's NFL, dude, that's pretty young. I mean, you could get 10 years out of that guy, Russell Wilson. Think about that. If he's 32 with the way the league is playing and trending today, a quarterback, he could he's play. He's 33, 33. Okay, so you're yep. talking seven years maybe, yep. right, where you get no. Russell Wilson, really good Russell Wilson, seven years, maybe six years. Boy, I'll tell you, man. And then Watson, though, like you said, man, he's so young. At 25? He's 26. He's 26. He's 26. Man, yeah. you get 10 years. I know. Man, you get north of 10 years on that. You get 13, 14 years with that guy yep. being your signal caller. Yep. And he's better than Dak. Right. See, that's the thing for me, Harry. If I'm going to make an upgrade at the quarterback position, got to be better than Dak. Right. And okay? the, stream, 
the stream says Wilson isn't going to jail. Well, this is a if if he's available, Watson isn't either. In in your example, right? Yes, he's available, so he's not in jail. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Because no. yeah. I personally, I think what they're going to do is, I think they're going to sign these, um, these non disclosure deals. NDAs. I think they're going to yeah. try to clean this much up as they possibly can. And explain this to me. If this guy's a serial, I want everybody in Philly to know this. If if he's such a serial, how come? Oh, you're breaking up. I am. The signal. Yeah, the signal's breaking up a little bit. Oh, I heard you say Cal- serial, I, and that, and then it broke up. Holy cow! It's commie California. Jesus yeah, they're coming for you. They're coming. I don't of know how you Gavin deal Newsom. with that shit out there. Oh, I really don't. Me, man. My daughter. When my daughter leaves Grand Canyon University and D1 rugby, man, I'm out of here, man. Florida. Well, isn't that in Arizona? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah you know, and you know, by the way, Seth, Seth says it's awesome there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seth he's, says it's he, awesome there. Yeah. He's in Scottsdale, right? Yeah. He's in Scottsdale. Oh, Let me throw this at you. So, so like Deshaun, I think they're going to sign a lot of those, you know, those non-disclosures. I think they're mm-hmm. going to end up taking care of a lot of this, but Harry, like I said, if this guy's a serial rapist, how come the league has him on an active roster? I know. With all the investigating that they are able to do. I mean, what's a district um, attorney in Houston doing? Right. Right. He, I if mean, he, doesn't, that, doesn't he, that cross your mind that some does. of this stuff here going like this? Watch. So he got paid this year $38 million. To not play. To not play. Stand on the sidelines with a cup of ice. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, his team got, goes 2-15, and 15, by the way. He's got he's got 22 cases against him, mm-hmm. and you're not on the commissioner's exempt list, right? Boy, it's the strangest situation I can it, really recall. It really is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Xander didn't say it. So what? Whatever. Wait. What did Xander say? What? Never said, oh, Xander crying about something. So. Oh. <laughs> okay i see it yeah yeah bro hey bro he uses me for content yeah okay (laughs) you know cilio said we hear it all the time hey wait a minute i'm just like i'm just like the people that work at cnn who gives a shit if it's exactly nobody cares anymore (laughs) about about facts facts are irrelevant Right, right, man. That's Don Lamone. Right. <laughs> oh man, but that's a weird tweet uh, from Jeff McClain. Almost like, like, dude, it like, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. They were literally like seven minutes apart. Something changed. Yeah, someone told him from the See, Eagle that's, front That's office. what makes us think this way up here, Dan. Is shit yep. like this happens? Yep. yep and then yep. you're like, one minute you're happened? like this. No, no, no. We're not. We're now. We're not sure he's going to play on. You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy. I don't know. But then again, it's I'd the say, wacky world of Howie. Yeah, here's Who's the a thing. better GM, Howie or Joe Banner. Um boy. And do you trust Howie with all these picks? No, I don't. I would say Joe Banner. Joe Banner. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. He worked well with Andy. Dick. He's got he's got philosophies and principles, and he stick he stick. Sticks with them. Um, I thought he was better here. He didn't do such a good job in Cleveland, but I thought he was better here than him. I'd rather have him than Howie. Howie's got yeah. 11 picks. I know. I know. Three Talk ones. about a fruit basket. 
Oh, yeah. hey, hey. Oh, no. <laughs> this guy's going to be a Hollywood movie star come draft day, man. You're going to see yeah. Howie and his binoculars. Are they going to do a remake? The Are they going to do a remake of draft day and use yes. Howie Roseman as the lead character? I love it. I yeah. love it. Does he? I don't think he has the co- the attitude that Costner has. But no. I do take the binoculars when he's looking at Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. And I'm going yeah. like this. You really need binoculars to figure right. out what this dude is doing. Or are uh-huh. you making a show? Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. shit. That camera panned all those, those scouts there. And there and you there saw he how he was. The, he was the only one with the binoculars. Yeah, funny. Like Captain Smith on the Titanic when he was doing that. <laughs> Is that an iceberg? Is that an iceberg? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Here's the thing, though, that everybody, like, fears. Let's say Hurts plays this week, and he gets off to a horrible start. It's at home. And you're and, still in the game. But that, And that's when the link goes crazy and the Gardner chants start. Can you imagine? Okay, so I can. Oh no, no. Yeah. So like, let's say this: you go in the half. It's thirteen ten. Jalen like shit. Mm-hmm. You're in this thing, okay? Do you make a quarter change at the half? Uh, not at thirteen ten. If it's like, even 16. if he's sucking out loud. Uh, not the at the playoffs are on the line. If the playoffs matter to you. If it's 16 I think to three. you're going to doubt if they are really committed to him. In this game against Washington. Hmm. Okay? I think you're going to find out. Okay. Yeah. Because if they're close, they're, they're just falling over themselves. You can't have what happened in New York with the Giant game. Mm-hmm. That Giant game train wreck in play calling and it's situational play calling and the turnovers – Right. I've never seen, like you said, you hold the team to 13 points and you run the ball for over 200 yards and you lose. But given all of that, and it's all true, Jalen Rager makes one catch, they win the game. They do. But how do you how do you think Jalen uh, Hurts played in that game? Uh, he was terrible. He was awful. How do you think Gardner Mitchell would have that game? Um, Giants are better than the Jets. Giants are better than the Jets. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but. You know, they probably could have won the game. Probably. You're talking about yeah. a team north of 500 and probably mm-hmm. sitting in a six hole. Yeah, you're seven and six instead of six and seven. Correct. Yeah. And you're sitting in the Big six difference. hole. Yeah, right. Okay. And maybe you have um, a little margin of error there at the end here. Dallas still has the Cardinals and yep. the And they have Washington again, Dallas. They don't have a layup uh, finish line here. Saying that they're going to vision because I believe that that's wrapped up, but I I do think this that they're going to lose. They got two, moves, in my opinion, in these next four games. Right, and who does Dallas who does Dallas play in Week 18 if they got the division sewn up? The actually, Eagles. Yeah, actually, the Eagles would be in the seventh hole because San Francisco is also seven and okay. six, and they own the tiebreaker over that's the right. Eagles. So, that's right. so the Eagles would be in the seventh earlier yeah. in the year. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's right. But, that's right. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. If they if the Eagles are eight and eight going into Week 18 against Dallas, and they win the game to get to nine and eight, that gets them in. Who does Dallas play? Does Dallas try to keep them out? Dallas is Dallas needs to stay healthy going mm-hmm. into the postseason. Their old line is not healthy. 
it, it looks like Tony Pollard's going to be out right. Gary, for the remainder of the year. So you want Ezekiel Elliott to be as healthy as he possibly can. And if they can't win home field advantage in that final game and they can wrap up the East, right. I, I, I listen, they're, they're, Dallas is going to have to play either Tampa Bay or they're going to have to play the, or the Rams. Rams. Yeah. Okay. Because it's going to yep. be two division leaders, right? They won't get right. They won't play wild card. Um, so I, 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 if that's me, man, I I'm Dallas. I'm going to rest my guys. Hmm. I'm going to rest my guys. Now, if I'm Dallas, do I want to face the Packers at Lambeau? But Packers are going to get the buy, aren't they? Uh, it depends. There's still, depends. there's a three-way tie right now, but Green Bay's in the number one. So they're in the number right. one hole right now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's Green Bay, Tampa, then Arizona. Arizona right. fell to third after losing on Monday night. Yeah. I still um, think Arizona's going to be in that conversation for home field. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Pollard has a torn plantar fascia. Yeah, that's on the top that's of the a foot. bad injury. Very, very, and that that is something that now a lot of players have been diagnosed with that we didn't back in the day. Mm-hmm. That that's a that's a tendon that goes across the top of your foot. Mm-hmm. And believe me, a lot of players get that stress, and it's a, it's almost as bad as a stress fracture. But now he's returned to practice today. Oh, that's a great sign for Dallas. James Slater at Slater NFL. This was at 1130 this morning, December 15th. Yeah, she's good. Mike McCarthy says uh, Tony Pollard will be returning to practice today wow. after a foot injury rendered him inactive last week. That's so that huge. turned around fast. Absolutely, because there were talk that he may miss the he may miss the remainder of the season. Wow. That's hmm. crazy talk coming out of Philly. It is. With Sirianni and the quarterback decision and splitting reps and walkthroughs. Watch this. Why would you even make that public that you are splitting reps in a meaningless activity? You know what I'm saying? We're not talking about, well, he's going to take reps today in our contact drills, but you're talking about like something that's so like non-essential in the conversation at preparing just it's walkthrough, dude. Like it's going through basically, you know, walkthrough means going through the motions, right? That could be just to send messages to Washington. Oh, so you think it's gamesmanship? It could be. It could be. Because you know Sirianni's a real gamer. (laughs) 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 Yeah, he's a gamer, that guy. No, how he is. See, that's the seven minutes in between the tweets of Jeff McClain, how he got to him and said, uh, you know, you got to be more of a gamer here. Oh, I see. So (laughs) Coach Howie. Right. <laughs> right. Now I just see a tweet from uh, Kevin Kincaid, who runs a great blog here in Philadelphia called Crossing Broad. He has a tweet that George Niang, who for, plays for the Sixers, is now in the COVID safety protocols. So it's even infects, infecting the basketball team again. That's all no, I think that's Ben Simmons infecting the basketball team. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, Dude, he is. Just- did, I, I, they got to put this story down, this this COVID stuff, because it can't dominate the NFL's front page. Because you know no. why? I saw people over hey, – hey, by the way, Harry, mm-hmm. people that were over here in the chat room, they're like, oh, my God, please stop. I know. And, yeah. I, and, and you know what? I think it's more that with the entire fan base of the NFL in all cities right now. Yeah, all sports okay? fans. All really. sports, everything. I think people want to do this. We got to learn to live with this. And I think that's exactly when you quoted uh, – the owner of the Giants. Yeah, we 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 we've got to learn to live with this thing here. Yeah, that was uh, Mara. 
Yeah, John I mean, Merrill. You're talking about an old school owner that like carries a oh. lot of weight. Dude, I mean, you know, when I was God. a young kid, when I was a young kid, I used to put the cones up in uh, New Haven uh-huh. and Wellington Mara and them guys. So when I was a young kid, that's how Bruce Allen and I were friends. I know. I don't know if I should say that name. That <laughs> Man, I mean, he, that, that guy's in so much trouble. But I, I, I mean, you can like the guy and hate the action. You know what I'm saying? He's, right, right. He's really a decent dude. I, I, I've known him like for 45 years. So you're putting the cones up. Uh-huh. And. All those guys, man. Wellington Merritt with that Merritt family is such a great football family. Them and the and them and the Roonies. Right, right. Really, really spectacular, man. You now, know, I like Norman Brayman. I loved Norman. Did you? Oh my! You know, listen to that. Harry must that. not have listened. You know, the only reason is because he lives in South Florida. <laughs> yeah. And his the Cadillac dealer. dealership. Yeah. And Jerome and I used to get free cars. Oh. So maybe, maybe. You know, statute of limitations are up. So he'd well, go yeah, like this. This is when you were at the U. This is when you were at the U, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Norman show up, we'd be like, I need a caddy. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you said New Haven for Mara, was that when they were playing at the Yale Bowl? Yeah, they, they got kicked out of Yankee. Right, right. And they were building the Meadowlands, and they mm-hmm. played up there, I think. 75, I think they played I up say. there for like two years. One or two, yeah. Something yes. like that. Yeah. Places like ninety thousand seats. You know, you sit on the old concrete, it's like, like the Rose bench. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, right. those bench. Yeah, they had benches. They were, right. The thing is, that's like, when uh, they had that dude Pete Athos. Do you remember him? He would he would run to try to block field goals and would jump up on the backs with his feet onto yeah. the lineman to block it. In fact, yeah. I think they changed the rule because of him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Man. Those, those 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 giant teams were terrible. Oh yeah. They were terrible. God, All right, George Allen's rolling around, going, "Come on, come on, come on, come on! What are you? What are you?" I'm going like, "Holy shit, this guy's out of his mind!" <laughs> All right, we're out of time, Sills. Can't wait to do this tomorrow. And of course, you still got your show today too. Yeah, absolutely, six, man. Right? We're going to be on today. I'm no idea. Uh, may- maybe I'll get Barrett Brooks on today. <laughs> yeah, call Brooks. Call call. You should call Brooks and ask him for Bussy's number. That's what you should do. <laughs> By the way, I have Buss's number if you need it. Yeah, if he don't come through, I'll give it to you, man. You get him on and go, hey, Barrett, no need for you. I got sales. Uh, if, I had a, if I had a dollar for every time I heard, oh, oh my goodness, he's, he's my guy. That's my guy. I'm like, well, when is your guy coming on the show? Oh, man. We'll, we'll do it again tomorrow, We brother. love him. Yep, we'll do it tomorrow. All right, take care. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees. Donated or installed for free, 
by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.